Hey, this is Dr. Preston E. Malone. And Pastor Joseph B. Brown. And we're the host of My Daddy's Brother's Boys Ministry with a Purpose. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. From Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear an inside look at over 80 years combined ministries. The good. The bad. The ugly. Situations and circumstances. Moments in the Bible and current events. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. to catch My Daddy's Brother's Boy Ministry with the purpose on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Well, all right, all right. Good evening, good evening. You're tuned in to the right place at the right time. You're tuned in to My Daddy's Brother's Boy Ministry with a Purpose. This is Pastor P talking to you, and I have in the studio tonight, 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 none other than My Daddy's Brother's Boy, the Reverend Joseph B. Brown, the pastor of the First St. Holland Church in Buffalo, Texas, not Buffalo, New York. But Buffalo, Texas, and we're delighted. Uh, Pastor Brown, how are you doing this evening? Doc, I am. I'm doing amazingly blessed because God is my God, and He rules and super rules. He woke me up this morning and gave me another chance, so I'm doing awesome today. And so, Shut the door. Shut I the am door. so you mean glad. To hear me? He, he he done all that for you, man. You no, that's just a little bit. <laughs> I, I can't tell it all. I can't tell everything he's done for me, but he has been uh, extraordinary as he is always, and I'm so blessed to so blessed to know this, and I'm grateful for all that he is doing for us and doing through us. And so, what a blessing it is uh, to know that God is. Um, how can we say he's on the main line as grandma would say call him up and tell him what you want so how do you tell him what you want just talk to him like you're talking to me doc shit it though you mean Kimmy simple as that simple oh, as that eh? he didn't he didn't he didn't make it he didn't make it complicated he just made it uh, uh, accessible oh my god that want to I know that's right well, yeah. we're delighted brother thank you Pastor Brown we're, we're grateful tonight we're going to be talking about gun violence what should we do? What can we do? What ought we be doing even right now? And we have some special guests in the studio tonight. We have Sister uh, Robinson, amen, amen. Uh, in the house tonight, amen. a nonprofit org leader, a, a community activist, and uh, president of the Tenants Union. Uh, uh, tenants, was it? Union, Texas Tenants. Texas Tenants Tenant Union. Union. And yeah. she's a, a community liaison uh, for Parkland Hospital. She just do so much. She's all over the place. She's superwoman. She give out food, too. Matter of fact, uh, you're going to be giving out food this weekend. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, that's going to be uh, 2607 uh, Exeter. Uh, a uh, Bible, Way. Bible Way Baptist Church. Actually, what's the Fordham Road location address? You know, uh, twenty six ten Fordham Road is where Amen. you need to go. It's right behind the exit of the main sanctuary. It's in the old annex building uh, where Miss Bertrand will be giving away good food, good food, good food. Go by 
and see Sister Bertrand this weekend. Um, how, how, how you doing this evening, uh, Sister Bertrand? I'm doing uh, Sister, well. Blessed. Blessed Robin, to be here. Uh, all right. Blessed to be here. All right. Amen. Blessed to be here. Uh, anything else you've got going on by way of announcement while we're trying to get our Facebook page? We have the By the Way Youth Fun Day coming up on uh, the 25th of June. And that's going to be at Bible Way 2607, Exeter. And starts at what time, Jaden? 11 to 4. 11 to 4. All right, all right, all right, all right. We've got some special guests also yes, in the studio tonight. We've got two dynamite young men. Uh, we're going to be looking at this gun violence uh, from a uh, teenager, young people, uh, a kid's perspective, a young person's perspective. We want to see what they think about what's going on in the world today and how this is impacting them. And uh, what's your name? Tell them your name, young man. My name is Julius Blakemore. Julius Blakemore. Amen. And you live where, Mr. Blakemore? Uh, with my grandma. I, I didn't say with who. I said, oh. where do you live? All right. There you go, right. Blakemore. What church, what church are you a member of? Gethsemane Missionary Baptist Church. Gethsemane Missionary Gethsemane. Baptist Church. All right. right. And your pastor is? Pastor Vincent Collier, huh? Uh -huh. All right, all awesome. right. Happy to have you with. Thank now, you. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We know, we know this young man. You better ask somebody if you don't man, know. Don't him. we know this young man right here? He been, he looked like he been here before. We know him from somewhere, and uh -huh. he's full of technology information. Technology yeah, he information. could he could get a job in this studio right here tonight because he he knows all. He's savvy with all that stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, introduce sir. yourself to us, my brother. My name is Jaden Manning from Bible Baptist Church here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, my pastor is the Pastor W. R. Ross Smith. W. R. There you go. I gotta put that R in there. Oh man, look at this thing. It's okay. It's okay. It's so gonna, it's gonna do it. We're grateful. Thank you so much, brother Jaden. This is Deacon Jaden too. Huh. Slide it back to yeah, this is Deacon Jaden from the Bible Way Church. Yeah, and we're gonna jump right in this. Um, uh, deal tonight to to really talk about what is transpiring in the world today. Uh, we've been looking. There's much legislature. Uh, there is a bill, a bipartisan legislature bill that's on the table, and it looks like we may get a vote on that sometime this week. Uh, it looks like the the uh, the Republicans, at least ten Republicans, are, are joining the bandwagon. And, and, and we're at wit's end because they think that it, at this point it's necessary to do something. Amen. But my question, my first general question would be, are they trying to put a Band-Aid on a broken arm? Mm -hmm. Because of the, uh, the, the, the midterm elections that are coming up in November, <laughs> is everybody trying to jump on this thing because it's such a, a hot Topic and it's such a very important issue in America. Then, then if they don't do nothing, they would literally shoot their party in the foot. Uh, uh, so we, we, that, that that remains to be seen. But uh, that proposal is supposed to enhance background checks uh, uh, for gun buyers to, to up the limit to twenty-one, 
And, and I, I'm trying to figure this out. You can't buy cigarettes or even get married at 18, mm -hmm. but you can buy a gun. Mm. <laughs> Something wrong with that picture. Are y'all hearing me? Mm -hmm. When I got married the first time, I was 20 years old, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get married. Mm -hmm. My daddy had to sign for me to get married because a man had to be 21 in Texas, and the young lady, she can get married at 18. Wow. How about that? So not only do they want to raise the, the limit, I don't know if it will go through or not, because there's going to be a lot of folks stabbing and jugging at it to get things taken out. Then uh, they also want to uh, give some incentives to the states so that they will implement what they call a red flag law. So anybody that, that has a, a, a record or something like that of violence or any of any sort, any red flag that may cause them to, to go on the, the deep end, that flag's going to be raised and they're not going to get that uh, permit to be able to right. carry that gun. You, you know, Dr. Malone, uh, talking and speaking on that, on that behalf, I remember when I had uh, tried to get uh, my license to carry, um, I tried several years and there was a flaw on my background and mm -hmm. it and it was supposed to have been eliminated back in 1987 no I'm sorry 1985 well it took me 30 years to get that clear I would go and apply for a job and there it is it's on my record and so what I had to do I had to uh, go through the process of getting it uh, uh, expunged mm -hmm. and it took me that long to get it expunged now here I am I don't have a record of any kind I was falsely accused arrested one time and it was supposed to have been wiped off uh, slate supposed to have been wiped off mm -hmm. but here it is you got somebody that's mentally challenged can go in there and get a gun go kill shoot up a whole bunch of folks and then you have folk law abiding citizens that have a hard time getting a gun. Have a friend of mine that was in the military. Uh, he was on delay. For the simple reason, um, he was carrying a 50 cal for the, for the armed forces. And he couldn't get a, a, a license to carry after he got out. And so he was on delay for quite a while. But right now, the, the issue is not so much with the guns. The issue is with the folk that you allow to have the guns. That's what I think that the yep. uh, main issue is because so many times we let people have things that don't belong to them. Don't re they don't really need. Mm -hmm. We look at our look at our children. You know that if they get into if they go into a stove, you try to warn them before they go because you're gonna tell them that it's hot. And with proper gun training and all, then they should know better. And you remember the movie Kung Fu? Mm -hmm. Kung Fu. <laughs> and Kung Fu and Bruce Lee uh, would always say it was the art of fighting without fighting. Uh, but sometimes if people don't have the right temperament and they can't control their temper, then they're subject to do anything at mm -hmm. any time just because they somebody made them mad. Well, you know, that is the same concept or the same mindset right. when our children want to get driving license and drive. Absolutely. If they're not mentally prepared to be behind the wheel, 
regardless of what class they've gone through, you should not put them behind the wheel because you that's a lethal weapon. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. you need to be mentally prepared and you got to be able to make rational decisions right, in right. a moment's notice while you're driving a car. And if you can't think walking, how are you going to think behind <laughs> the wheel? Y'all get, you so, can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So, so, <laughs> we're going to jump into it, uh, yeah. Pastor Brown, and, and, and hear from these young men. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, uh, Sister Robbins, you want to start us off and yes, say, tell us uh, where you are with this situation. Now, now here's, a, here's a big controversy. Is it gun, gun, uh, the gun regulation or gun ownership and gun licensing uh, is the issue. Who can have the gun and who cannot have it? Not the gun. Because cars kill people. So shall we ban all cars because they're killing people? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a tough issue um, because you look at safety, you look at trust, you look at mental illness, you look at age, all that's included. And to sit here and excuse and just put on the back burner that it's okay for anybody to get a gun, regardless of what age you are, that is ludicrous. Because as we all know, you just said it, guns don't pull the triggers by themselves. Right. So it has to be a person behind it. That's pulling the trigger. So when and you talked about the mental part because we know, especially young black people and young white folk, we can't excuse them because we all pulling the guns at this point. That I get angry. Right. I don't know how to control my anger, and that need to be looked at. Yes. That mental part of that, you know, we uh, you have people that like to hunt. Right. Absolutely. You and you're looking at that. But in my opinion, if you're not hunting for food or for game, wildness right. that's out there, yes. you re you re we don't need a gun. You know, the old folks used to say, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you'll die, perish by the sword okay. as well. So yeah. that's where we are, uh, looking at this gun violence thing. And the age, and I understand that we're trying to do a cap and be fair here and be fair there. But you can't because of the mindset that the young folk have. Old folk, too. Look at the news. Look how many yes. people just shooting their families. But you know what's sad is, Pastor Brown, and I'm going to say this, is that, and I'm not saying I'm doing this to anybody else, so don't nobody try to send no secret service up to my door. <laughs> <laughs> The Congress, congressional people, yes. the legislative people, don't understand anything about the community until something happens in their family. Okay. okay. So if it was their families being killed and shot, you know, they could take they take their families and they have all this secret service. Yes. That's where they are. You know. Well, what about the people who can't afford secret service? And then, and don't wait till your family, one of your members in your family get hurt before you can't come up with a solution. You know, and that's normally the way the game is played. Right. You know, everybody out here is getting killed, but one of their children gets shot by that with a gun. Well, how do we 
we need to change this law. We need to change this law. We need to fix it. Now we need to fix it now so that they don't. Right. So you, we don't need to be reactive. We need to be proactive. Yes. And I think that's one of the major issues that we have going on right now. We are reacting to things that are going on in our society instead of uh, taking preventive measures to keep this from happening in mm -hmm. our community. Uh, here in America, uh, we are so loose with our gun laws, and I know that in a lot of other countries, you're not permitted to have a gun. And some of the ones, you know, uh, I think they are uh, they can they allowed to have knives, but but still, here in America, you know, just like you just said, um, in the incident in the Bible where. They came to arrest Jesus that night from the scripture that I told you about. Uh, when they came to arrest Jesus, Je uh, Peter pulled out his sword and cut off Malachi's ear, mm -hmm. the soldier's ear. And Jesus immediately picked it up off the ground and put it back on and told Peter and gave Peter a warning that a man that lived by the sword shall also perish by the sword. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to understand that God is not our answer. You know, um, I, I, I repented. Mm -hmm. I repented. I had a little talk mm -hmm. with the Lord when I got the license to carry. Mm -hmm. And when I got that license to carry, I went down on my knees and I began to talk to God. I said, look. God, I said, you've been taking care of me all of these years. Mm -hmm. I am not depending on a gun or any other weapon to take care of me, nor protect me, nor to fight my battles because you have already done this for me. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing it, and I know you're, uh, you're immutable. You don't change. You will continue to do so for me right. so i said so don't 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 uh, you know i didn't want the lord to see me in a twisted way mm -hmm. which i know but that was the conviction on my behalf and so but they ha we have certain laws that governs us we you know we uh um, we have a law where stand your ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you can defend your place. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and these laws and things, it used to be they say you shoot somebody or kill them or whatever, you have to drag them in the house. But, you know, if you are a part of this resident, if you are uh, live in that area, then you have the right to protect your environment and your uh, dwelling place. And so, uh, with that being said, you know I'm so grateful to know that that uh, our children, our children need to be taught mm -hmm. as well as the parents. Before the children can be taught, the parents need to be taught, mm -hmm. so they'll know what to teach the children exactly. the, in the right way. You know, mm -hmm. and so as you uh, were first stating, you was talking about how legislator, uh, the legislation wants to pass all of these bills. And I'm so glad, so glad tonight that we have uh, have another guest that arrived with us tonight. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. firsthand experience of uh, gun violence. And so we are so grateful to have her with us as well. But before we get to her, we want to hear from our young people. And then we're going to let uh, uh, have Felicia Williams to speak with us. All right. Okay. Before they go, did you, uh, I, I had to run, but did you get to talk about your experience with the loss of a child? I did no. not. I okay. have not. Two. I didn't lose a child to gun violence, but I lost a child at the age of 16 to a massive heart attack. Now, having to say that, 
when a mother loses a child, whether it's a buy a gun or whatever it is, yes, it's that's something devastating that you'll never get through and you'll never be done with. So just think about the parents and especially moms, because we walk nine months with these children, and you don't know what the loss is until they're not here no more. Right. So think about not knowing. Period. And you get a call, hey, your son has been killed by a gun somewhere, just standing in, the, just standing there. So we need to talk about grief. We need to look at, at that situation, how this is affecting everybody, the, the losing parents. And, and, you know, the, in, in my head, I'm thinking, what could be in your mind when you take a gun and literally point it at somebody with the intentions of killing them? Where is your mind at that point? My God. Where is it? And, and that goes back to what? Something is triggering this stuff. It's triggering the mindset here. Something is triggering the, these gun, this gun violence. And it scares me really, really bad because I was sharing with uh, Pastor P in the truck today. You know, it's strange because it looks like an epidemic or something. You know, it's like shoot over here and then the next day they shoot over here or twice a day they're you know and these are not just some of them are just single killings but you, when they go into the schools and kill that many kids and then it's like it's just a, a triple effect just these going copycat something is wrong it's, sometimes I think it's sales just popping off they, they just uh, an explosion right. waiting to happen but we're going to get back to that, okay. especially when we get to our sister, uh, Miss Williams. Let's talk but to these we gotta children. we got to talk to our yes. Yeah, let's get to these children. Yeah. Um, so, tonight, tonight, um, we want to hear from our young people to know how they feel um, in the situations that we're currently in right now. Um, Jada. What do you oh, what do you think? Okay, no, we'll Blake. go to Miss Julie. Mr. Blakemore. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to Mr. Blakemore first. Mr. Blakemore, how do you feel about this? Uh, I don't really feel safe. Okay, sometimes. push your mic close to you, and then you're gonna have to speak up now. I don't really feel safe sometimes when I'm at like schools or parties or events because you know there's like people who have guns who are like just waiting to shoot if anything goes wrong like that if it if anything doesn't go their way right. and you know i have thought of some rules for like to control the gun violence okay we could like maybe increase the age to get to be eligible to be eligible for a gun license mm -hmm. and then like do extensive background checks when you go to get the gun mm -hmm. right or if like if that doesn't work you can like maybe just Maybe just ban guns from civilians and just give it to like law enforcement and other things like that. Wow, wow, that's you know, that's deep, right there. That's, that's you know that's that's taking when you say ban them from civilian, that's taking a drastic, uh, drastic approach. But he but said if it's it effective, if it's it's an effective approach, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's great. But that that uh, right to bear arms, you got yes. the, the NRA and all of other folks. Yes. They fighting that yeah. with tooth and nails. All right, Brother Jada, same question. Um, me personally, I'm neutral because at the end of the day, a gun is just a tool. So you can either protect, right. provide, or assault. And right now we're discussing assault because people are going out, taking other folks' lives. Me personally, 
I feel safe, but at the same time, I don't feel safe because my pastor always told us, you need to make sure you have soul security. Make sure you know who the Lord Jesus Christ is because mm. if, say, nobody want to go to an event and think, oh, I'm going to die here. So by ensuring that you're safe, you ensure, like, your family, like, I'm going to see my loved one again, even though it's going to hurt that you lost them in general. Yes. Oh, wow. That's 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 good. Biblical perspective. That's 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 a good thing. Uh -huh. And you do need to know who Jesus yeah. is. So uh how do you feel about what Mr. Blakemore said about the uh raising the age limit or or ban them all together or you know Stiffening the laws uh, regarding who can actually get one. The the craziest thing that I heard is when Abbott passed the law that anybody could walk around with a gun in the state of Texas, no license, no training, no background check, no nothing. Just you won't you want to carry one? Strap up and go on a walk out. And that's why all these good old boys. Walking around with guns and, and shooting up the place and like the old Wild Wild West. <laughs> I like westerns. Well, at the end of the day, um, no matter what the law is, people will find a way to kill somebody. So you can go on the street, buy a gun illegally, or like how some of these events that happened, they took a gun from a loved one without their loved ones even knowing. So it's right. not the law itself. It's the people. The people. We got to teach the people have more resources to talk to our young people and some of our elders too to make sure they're in the right mindset because depression anxiety can drive yes. a person to do crazy things absolutely so snap crackle and pop <laughs> you, you know as you were as you were speaking i was reminded of a movie friday uh, when Craig and Debo got ready to fight and Craig had gotten a gun and his dad stopped him and told him about the gun. Say, hey, son, wait a minute, wait a minute. Put the gun down. A gun don't make you a man and a gun don't make you bad. Mm -hmm. You can have a gun and still die. You don't have to have a gun. You can still die. Mm -hmm. You know, but the thing about it, he told him, he said, you know, where I come from, we use these so we can live to fight another day. And right now, people think that guns are the answer to all of their problems. But beyond all of those things, we know that, that, that you young men have a lot to face. I understand clearer now what Jesus meant when he says, rejoice over the outgoing, cry for the income. Those that are coming into the world got to go through this mess. Those that are gone out has left all of this mess. And so, but we still have, as Sister Robinson said, a lot of our parents are hurting uh, because their child was an innocent bystander and their life was taken from them prematurely, seemingly prematurely from them because somebody decided to uh, get stuck on stupid. But be, be, beyond all of that, I, we was going to take a commercial break. We're not going to take a commercial break tonight, okay? Because I, I believe, Doc, I think uh, we need to hear from Felicia tonight. Oh, and uh, yeah. as she is one that have gone through 
this and she is an advocate for them and she is doing something about what has happened. Talk to also, us. Also, she's doing something about what you say about that yeah. grief stuff. Yes. She got it. Right. Yes. That's a good partner right there. Okay. Absolutely. She got a non-profit too. Yes, she does. All right. Yeah. Ladies she, and gentlemen, Felicia Williams. And who has been our guest? And uh, <laughs> Journey to Heart Ministries. Amen. Oh, talk about, tell talk us who you us. are, what all you doing, and then talk about the situation. <laughs> Hello. Thank you all for okay. the opportunity for inviting, inviting me to come here to be amongst you wonderful people. My name is Felicia Williams. I have a nonprofit organization, Journey, the number two healing hearts, and also Bridging the Gap. Um, that was birthed out of me April 18, 2014, the day that I lost my son. He was at a park with some friends, and he lost his life. He was shot. Um, Somebody uh, drove through the park. Actually, a few people was driving through the park, and they called the park the Circle Park. As they were driving through the park, they pulled out a gun and started shooting, not really knowing who they were shooting, per se. At the same time, they yet still pulled out a gun and shot my son. And so as big as my son's heart was, he was shot in the heart. And he lost his life at 21 years old. And so it's been hard. It's been difficult. It's been trying. It's been challenging. And so I had a choice in the matter. It's either I was going to lay in my grief and be stuck in my grief, or I was going to rise above it and extend a helping hand to help other mothers, other fathers, other children to you know, uh, walk through this grief and know that they're not walking through this grief alone. And neither am I. Um, this is my son, Brent B.J. Shaw. And so I refuse to allow his name. I refuse to allow his death to be in vain. So I speak about my son. I call his name. Some people can't deal with you know, families or friends or the community even mentioning their kid's name anymore. Yes, I want my son's name to be called because he's not invisible. He's just not on this side anymore, absent from the body, but yet present with the Lord. And he's with God. He's back with his first love, whom, you know, who created him anyway. So at the same time as you all was talking about gun violence, um, people kill people. Yes, that's an avenue. That's um, that's what they use. Like you were saying, a tool um, to kill a person. You have to deal with mental health, mental illnesses. You're dealing with anger, anger, rage, murder. It just goes like that. I believe that a lot of times we need to sit down and talk to our children. As you notice, it's not a lot of us, not us, going into these schools shooting and murdering young babies, young kids. 
And so when you know that your child has mental illness, when you know that your child is locked up in the bedroom and has threatened and have said that they were going to do bodily harm to other innocent people, I just believe it. I could be wrong that the parents need to be held responsible for that as well. Because you know your children are out there a minister society. So you need to do something about what you created. So you don't you don't believe in, you know, spanking or popping. You believe in time out, get in the corner and count to ten. I don't have time for time out. I have time for sparing the rod is more than the child. So all of that other stuff that people that created here and there, I don't have time for that. Because my son would have been here today if you would have did something about his behavior before. But because you didn't do anything about it, that's why he was able to run through the park and shoot people. And my son don't get a chance to go to the military. Don't get a chance to become a police officer. Don't get a chance to become, you know, a father or a husband. I don't get that opportunity for my son. So, yeah, I'm mad. I'm off at it because they didn't discipline their children. They did not do anything about their children having these behaviors. They saw it. You can't tell me they didn't see it. They saw the behavior. They turned a blind eye to their behavior. So my son is not here on this side. I, I know I'm going to see him again because I am saying and he was too. I know I'm going to see him again but it's just a principle that he's not no longer here. And it starts much younger. Yes. Yes. When I used to teach in the sixth grade uh, campus in Lancaster, you got sixth sixth grade, six, thir 12, 13 year old. Jaden was there when I was at the school. He was a student there. Probably one of the best students we had. <laughs> Didn't bother nobody until one day somebody bothered him the mm. wrong way. Mm. And he came alive. <laughs> but, but, but you, Time after time, we had parents come to the school and raise holy hell with the principal and the administrators and the teachers and the faculty about little Joey and little Sally Sue when you know that she terrorizes your house every day when they come home. Exactly. That's a little Tasmanian devil. Yep. But when they come to school, when you come to school, oh no, oh no. My child ain't done this. My child ain't did this. Oh, no. My little Joey is wonderful, wonderful. No, he is not. We're trying to tell you that there's a breakdown somewhere, but you don't want to hear it. And you want to jump on the teacher and the kid trying to whoop the teacher. Yeah. I, I know one of the uh, things try to whoop that the they're parents. talking about is uh, uh, making it legal for teachers to have guns. Now, wait a minute now. Hold up. Some of those teachers are not they, are, they have mental issues, okay? <laughs> yes. They have things yes. going on yes. in their household. They're, they're barely teaching your children because of this. So now you want to arm them and let them play security guard policemen while trying to teach your child. So what happens if the gun accidentally fall out or they leave it somewhere, child pick it up, and then here we are and something that drastic happens again. Right. So, you know, I think another solution, somebody was saying, and it clicked in my head, this is not a bad thing if we, you want to sit here and say, okay, uh, no background check, fine. All right, give them a three-month education process. 
where they actually have to go to class for three months. Let's right. see how many buy them after that. Right. All right. All right. You, you know, you know, uh, we are we are in a dilemma right now, and every time I look around, I hear of kids killing kids, and they might be at the park. This law that the state of Texas passed. I think was one of the worst laws that they could have mm -hmm. ever passed bes mm -hmm. besides same-sex marriage. The reason I think it is wrong is because here it is. I had uh, force, I had spoken before. It took me 30 years to get a license to carry, to get my name cleared, because, all because of someone falsely accused me and I had evidence and it was supposed to have been expunged and wiped off of my record. And then here you are, you giving some people that are not mentally stable mm -hmm. the right to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's wrong with that picture? I know you have your stipulations. I know you don't want the, the, those that have felony uh Problems and backgrounds that to carry and to own these guns. But remember one thing. When you gave them that right, you told the felon that it was okay. You told the murderer it was okay. Exactly. And he may do it undercover, but he's still carrying. Mm -hmm. Now, we say stricter gun laws. No, I think stricter home laws. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Gun laws? Can I piggyback on that on that home home law? Yes. Ooh, you took too. the right from the Come on now. They child. Yes. <laughs> yes. You took the right yes. from me to do to discipline my child. Mm -hmm. right. I can't touch him. I can't hit him. Mm -hmm. Every child born, Jaden and Mr. Uh, uh, Blake Moore, is born with a stamp on his behind. Yeah. Nine one one. Yeah. He yeah. can call it yes. anytime he get ready. Yes. But I tell you what, I'll give you my phone and dare you to call nine one one at my house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because when you, when 911 get there, you're yes. going to either be a, a casualty mm -hmm. or you're going to be standing there with, sitting there with your suitcase waiting on them to take you on with Absolutely. Because you can't stay here no yeah. more. Yeah. If you give me back the right to raise my child, then you won't have to rehabilitate yes. somebody that's been properly raised. Yes. It's the reason I why. Am so agree. I oh so agree. God. I want to piggyback on that as well. <laughs> so let me say, CPS custody is a joke. When you take the children out the home, and half the time you don't take them out the home. You know the difference between abuse and you know the difference between they got a whooping or they've been disciplined. So when the CPS, the government is a joke. So all of this is a system breakdown. Yeah. A breakdown in the system. So when you have the parents' hands tied, where they cannot discipline their children, so and the children feel like, like they have more rights than the parents, so they could do what they want to do, call nine one one, and they could tell. And and the system teach them to tell. They tell the kids now, if your mama or daddy whoop you, you call nine one one and let them know they being abused. They even go to the schools and tell them that. So this is what we're dealing with because CPS. So many children have been abused in the CPS custody more abused in custody than in their own homes raped molestation and also murder in cps custody
custody. So that system needs to be wiped away and they need to be properly trained the right way because they are not. I used to be a foster parent. I did respite. And, and I had moderate. Every child that I had, teenage boys, had an issue, a bib sheet, and they had a bag of medicine. Mm -hmm. And I had to regularly take them to a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. to a, uh, uh, all yep. kinds of doctors, and, and could not miss those meetings. Otherwise, yep. I would be in serious trouble. And, 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 and at one time, I had three of my boys, two of them was in Dallas. Uh, 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 oh, God. One was in, uh, oh, God. Uh, 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 the Hickory Trail, mm -hmm. and the other two were in Dallas, uh, whatever the name of it is, uh, over there off of Bolton Bolt. I had two in there and one over here and one at home. Wow. I said, what is going on? This is crazy. And, and, and I took these kids in my house to give, I stepped up when nobody else would. But yet they want to create havoc in my house, yeah. and, and I'm and I'm my hands are tied yeah. because they tell me they 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 don't own my house, mm -hmm. they don't own me, but they rent my house and everything in it, mm -hmm. my garage and my storage and my yard and everything about it, and they can come in and do whatever they want at whatever time they want to. But I had some strict rules, and and, and many of the boys, as a matter of fact, all of them that left my house. I told them before they left, you're going to miss this day. Yes. Because you got the best life you yes. could have ever had. Yes. You living in a, in a brick house in the city of DeSoto, you got a, a restroom in your own room, you got your own bed with cleaning, you eat food, you got a swimming pool in your freaking backyard, you got all the, it's a lot of children don't have what you have, and you're going to miss that day. You want to run away? Run. Mm. You want to do something? I said, my house ain't tore up, and you ain't going to be tore up when you leave. Yeah. Yep. That's not the way we're going to do this. Yeah. And then some, they ran away. They come back. They run away. And then finally, I said, okay, you want to run away? Stay away. Mm -hmm. But every last one of those kids called me or my ex-wife and said, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. You were telling me the truth. Yeah. I, I didn't listen. One, one, one of the boys, I tried so hard. He was 17 when I got him. Mm. That's old, seventeen. Absolutely. I said you don't have but a year, boy, and you can you can walk out the system if you go through the proper channels yeah. and you go with their blessings, and they will give you an education anywhere in the state of Texas, and free. you can be prepared to take the world on. Now I want to go there. I want to go. There. If that's what you want to do, you big enough to do it. You mm. do what you think you can do. And you mm. know what else, uh, Pastor Pete? Um, parents have to stop being friends. Yes. Absolutely. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all don't hear me. Is your mama your friend? <laughs> Is your mama your friend? I'm your friend, but I'm not the friend you want me to be. Yes. I'm your mama friend. That's a different friend. That's right. oh my now the friend you want me to be is your homie. I can't be your homie. No, no. My God, my I'm not going to be your homie. So that's where the breakdown happens. And then we don't have time when they get out of control. Mm -hmm. And it's not cute when your child can stand here and curse a grown person out. Absolutely. It's not good. And they, they headed for a road of destruction because guess what? Where you think it's funny, Go they on. setting you up for failure. You, that you'll be at that jailhouse what pretty soon. That's a little child. They, they cussing. Look at that little boy. He, he can cuss. 
Ooh, you think it's funny, but yeah. later on when he start cussing you out, it's gonna yes. be a different story. Exactly. Yes, it's gonna be a different story. If you don't, you said it. Train the child up mm -hmm. from the way he should go. And when he get old, he won't depart. Mm -hmm. If I beat them, they will not die. Swear mm -hmm. <laughs> the rocks for the child. Mm -hmm. God put that in place. I can beat the fool out of you. You're not gonna die. Right. Not on, on my watch. Absolutely. Oh, my we uh we, we, we wanna say thank God for each and every one of you tonight. Our time is uh, caught up with us tonight okay. and it goes by so fast. But we are so grateful uh, for these young men that yes, we have Lord. here yes, in the studio with us tonight, uh, Jaden and also Julius. Mm -hmm. And we're grateful that you all came in and shared with us and poured out with us. And I want, I hope and pray that some young man, some young lady, or even some parent are actually watching tonight who can take heed to the things that have proceeded out of your mouth and apply it to their lives and, and, and change their way of thinking. So I'm grateful for you, and we bid God's blessings on each and every step that you make and, every, and his hedge of protection be around you, that you may be a light in, a, in the midst of a mm. dark situation. And so to you all, we are here for you. And uh, we just a phone call away. Mm -hmm. uh, just give us a shout, and we will come to your rescue if we have to. We're not saying that, you know, we have thousands of people listening to us right now. And we mean this from the bottom of our heart. We love young people. We love them all. Mm -hmm. And we thank God for you. And then, Sister Robinson, we're so grateful to have you. Do y'all have some parting words? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say do that before. Yep, you have parting words? Jada? Put, put put your stamp on on, 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 on that social media out there, well, whatever you um, think about this situation. Some of the things that we didn't get to, some of the things that can be brought about to help less gun abuse within schools. Because in black neighborhoods, you see metal detectors and backpack searches no matter what school they're at but when you go to a white school you don't see no metal detectors you don't see no backpack searches and the security guards let the students go off the of campus so that's plenty of time for them to go home grab a gun come and shoot up the place and also Absolutely. teachers um have they can't legally discipline a bully when they're bullying a child until that child speaks up that should be changed if you see them constantly bullying a child that child need to make sure they go to the guidance counselor make sure that they're okay and that bully need to be punished and disciplined accordingly amen all right julius mr blake Bowl. You don't have anything? Happy to have you. Right. Uh, Robinson. Uh, I'm just going to make it simple and say you can't put a price on life. Amen. That's good. That's mm. good. And Miss Williams. Oh, my God. I just want to say thank you all for once again inviting me here. Uh, the nonprofit organization, Journey, the number two, Healing Hearts, reach out. We just came off of uh, a getaway, went to a, a retreat. Uh, I give retreats to mothers that have lost a child twice a year, and um, we just came back this weekend, and so um, y'all help us, help us, because there's a lot of hurt people out there. One Give other thing I need you to tell about before you, Deborah Brown, is talk about the other, that grief stuff that you partnered with the city of Arlington 
all oh. that death notice and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I do uh, death notification sensitivity training, partnered up with Arlington Police Department. And so really teaching them how to deliver a death notification to family members, um, not to be so um, desensitized, showing up to a house like a robot, but really, you know, show some empathy and sympathy because you just hit that person with a ton of bricks in their face. They're going to remember your face. They're going to remember the last words that came out of your mouth yes. for years, not just that date, for years. So if you show up a certain way, you will stop them in their grief. That's when the grieving process starts. Thank you. My daddy's brother boy. My, my, my. Listen, it has been a joy to have this panel of, uh, of individuals to join us tonight. Uh, Miss Felicia Williams, uh, Miss Robbins, and uh, Mr. Blakemore, and, and Mr. Mannings uh, to join us tonight along with my daddy's brother's boy, Joseph B. Brown my first cousin, not to be confused with my second cousins. We're just thankful to God for you all tuning in. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to touch the surface of what well, this is a, a long-term discussion. As much in the news about it, we don't know if it's popular right now and they're trying to make a ruling on it because of midterm elections. But buyer beware. Sometimes politicians will only do what's necessary to, to get reelected, re and then they're going to do what they've always done, and Nothing. that's whatever the hell they want to do. Y'all hear me? So be blessed. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Pastor Brown, it's All on. right. All right. We thank you so very much for joining us tonight. We thank God for our guests. Well, I got to say, like uh, the late brother George Jackson, uh, James, uh, George Johnson used to say in Buffalo, Texas, the old clock on the wall and caught up with it. That's all of our time. And we thank you for yours. Tune back in next week to my daddy's brother's boy's ministry with a purpose. And you will be blessed. Thank you so very much for those of you are watching. Until next time, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again. Amen. Thank Thank you. All right, Miss Sylvia Kid, Miss Sylvia Kid, we apologize that last week when you called in to get that winning ticket, that the phone system would not work. And uh, you typed on the screen, I just saw it this week, that I got the answer, you had the answer to the question, so we're going to make sure we get you that ticket to the Ron Conference. That's a $210 value. I'm going to make sure I get that ticket to you. And uh, you still have an opportunity to call us. Amen. Uh, we got God. a couple. We have a few more weeks left. All right. All right. We out. Thank y'all so much. It's been a blessing. Amen. Thank, Thank y'all so much Thank for you coming. All so Thank much. You. Thank you.